What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where I am completely addicted to giving you the tools that you need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author, OG influencer, and DJ, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. (laughs) Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to please be sure to rate, review, and follow us. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, and monthly guided meditations. So let's get right into today's episode, shall we? My calendar reminded me um, that I totally missed National Grief Awareness Day, which was actually way back in August 30th. I know the year is moving by fast, friend, very, very fast. But I figured since you and I both know that um, speaking on grief um, as a collective just doesn't happen enough, right? Like we just don't talk about our shared experience about grief enough. So I figured you might want to hear from me. So this episode is dedicated to the things that I think we all do in grief or or, or grief does to us all rather. And I know that we say that everyone's grieving journey is different and technically you know it is. The, the ups and the downs, those are going to vary by person, right? But there are three very distinctive things that happen to us all in this grief journey. And I have watched one of three of those things happen to everyone, um, and sometimes all three. But during the pandemic, as we collectively grieved the entire year of 2020, I watched all of those things um, happen to us in our grieving journey as we collectively grieved an entire year and a little bit of 2021, if we're honest. You know, the idea that uh, we grieve the idea that, you know, we couldn't see our friends in the same capacity. We couldn't see our loved ones. Um, Some of us lost loved ones, right? So then there was this active grieving that happened. But when we talk about collective grieving, I mean the idea that we all um, grieve experiences, um, not just people. And 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 maybe another episode will be how um, the human life form really is just an experience. But because there is a tangible being connected to that human experience, we negate that it's actually an experience at all. So really, we do just overall collectively um, grieve experiences, not just the human life. But anyway, Um, The three things that I think we all or you will experience in grief is you will decide how you recover from grief, right? You will also decide when you recover from grief. And lastly, you will decide if you recover from grief. I am in the infancy stages of writing my next book, um, and I plan to be in this stage for a while because I like torture. Um, and if you didn't read my first book, I will put the link in the show's description. Anyways, um, 
In my next book, I am going to teach you how to choose gratitude over grief. There are a lot of ways that you can do this. Um, But because I love you, I'm going to give you right now today, again, because I love you, I'm going to give you three tried and true, really top tier things that you're going to need to start incorporating into your wellness work today so that your grief journey, your grief experience won't be daunting, right? Um, and, th- and let me rephrase that because I think grief in general is daunting. So maybe daunting isn't the word. Um, I refrain from using easier because I also know that that's subjective. But the tips that I'm going to give you do create a little bit of ease in grief, right? Like when I think about um, the ease for me that it is to talk about my grief experience. Not as if it's a joyful experience because it ain't that. (laughs) It's not joyful at all. But because I've learned so much and I've embraced so much and I definitely decided how I was going to recover, I decided when, right? Like how often, um, the recovery process would happen for me. Like I decide when I'm going to be sad, when I'm going to be, you know, I allow all those feelings to exist. Um, and I just thought I decided early on that I was going to recover from grief. Right. So let me give you a few. I'm not, not even a few. I just told you how many I was going to give you. I'm going to give you three <laughs> top tier gems that are going to help you move this along a little bit better. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, you know, so why should your payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. If I needed something like Earn In, it's what I use because it won't have you falling into debt traps. Make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, make sure you type in self-care under podcast. When you sign up, it'll really help the show. Self-care under podcast, subject to your available earnings, daily max and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The first thing that I want you to do is to learn how to be vulnerable with yourself. In theory, this is really <laughs> easy to say, right? Just be more vulnerable. Sure. But in practice, you have to constantly think about what does being vulnerable look like for you? And a lot of the reasons why when we see people on the internet, I'll use myself, for example, we say, oh my God, she's so strong. 
she's not. <laughs> None of us are more stronger than the other. Um, we are all just more vulnerable. Um, strength looks like vulnerability to a lot of us. And that is because we have been taught to bury that side of us, right? Like very much giving man up. Don't speak your feelings. It's not their problem. Don't have to share. Yada, 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 yada. Um, but when you give space to your vulnerability, that is when the true healing comes into play, right? That is when you can truly say, I am doing the work and the work does get easier. But you have to think about being vulnerable in a space of, well, what does that really look like? Like, well, how do I be vulnerable? And so for you, it might not be you sharing your most intimate thoughts on a podcast, right? Like it might be you telling someone that you're feeling sad, right? Um, vulnerability might look like you um, saying no to someone that you really wanted to say yes to. Um, but you're being vulnerable vulnerable with yourself, knowing that you don't have the capacity for whatever reason at the time, right? So what does vulnerability look like for you? Because it's going to look different on each of us. But let me just share a little bit about um, what vulnerability looks like for me. Being vulnerable is me telling myself the absolute truth in moments of darkness, when it gets dark for me, I tend to lie. I think we all do. Flat out, I lie to myself, boldface. I lie to you, boldface, flat out. It's not that bad. I can handle it. It didn't happen that way. Insert every single lie I can think of. But when I am vulnerable with myself, I tell the truth. And when I can tell the truth to me, I can tell the truth to you, right? Like I can look in the mirror and say, I am being honest, which gives me a lot of space, a lot of beginning head start to be able to tell you the truth. Most people lie to you because they can sit in the mirror <laughs> every single morning and lie to themselves. They do not know how to give themselves space to be vulnerable. So the first thing I want you to do is to really examine what vulnerability looks like with you and how, in what ways, define them specifically. How can you be vulnerable with yourself? The next thing I want you to do is to create systems of gratitude. Now, I actually have a gratitude challenge that I know is perfect for you. You can access it on my website. I'll leave the link um, in the show notes description. But you also know I love to journal. Like, I love it. <laughs> I am so in love with my gratitude journal. And what I know to be true is that journaling is how you train your mind to always look for the gratitude in the dark spaces, in the happy spaces, in the spaces that you question. My mind is literally trained to every moment that I experience look for the gratitude, whether it's big or small. My systems of gratitude also heavily lean on journaling. I am my best self when my headspace is just clear of negativity. Journaling helps me get things out of my head when over time 
they just do damage to my wellness process. Like when those thoughts get to sit and linger and then they turn into hypotheses and assumptions, um, it just doesn't do me well mentally. I also always look for the silver lining in things. And that is something that, again, a system of mine, whenever I'm going through a hard time, I instantly think about, well, and and not and not because I was about to say, well, it could be worse. Not even just that, well, it could be worse. But what did I learn from this situation? What did I gain? You know, smallest things. I could have been stuck in traffic, right? And I'm now late for something. But I got to have a moment of clarity. I'm in the car for an extra 30 minutes and I let my thoughts just rumble around in there and bounce off each other. I may have thought, you know, of a good idea while I was sitting in traffic. So my mind is always looking for the silver lining in things. There are always going to be times where it has the potential to get worse. But because I am God's favorite, I know that there is some light at the end of the tunnel, even if the way in, it is dark. When you need to grow your team, the last thing you want to do is spend countless hours trying to find someone for the job. Let Indeed do the work for you. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Plus, with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. My favorite part of using Indeed is how much time it saves me. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Just go to Indeed.com slash self-care IRL and support the show by saying you heard all about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash self-care IRL. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I always leave the last gem as the very most important top tier thing that you should do. And the last thing I want you to do, and hopefully you've done that by just being here and being present, is find or create a community of healing. It is very easy to consistently find gratitude when every single person around you is also focused on the same goals. I created self-care in real life for this reason alone. I felt alone, but I knew that I wasn't, right? Like the common sense in me, the, the idea that this life is just collective human experiences did not allow me to fully believe that I was alone, but it felt like I was. Um, and that's simply just by proximity of no one looked like me talking about this. Um, no one was my age talking about this, right? And so creating self-care in real life was my remedy because what I know to be true 
is if I feel this way, at least 12 to 15 other people feel this way. And I really needed a place to be brave with my feelings and my emotions. I needed a place to, I needed a place to feel safe with my feelings. And I needed a place that was just filled with people that could help me articulate my feelings when it was hard for me to do it alone. Y'all don't know y'all helped save my life. <laughs> like, and I laugh about this awkwardly because it's such an interesting dynamic. Like here I am, I am the expert per se in grief and wellness. And I, and I talk about it all the time, but you guys give me space to speak on it. And imagine if we all had a space to speak about our wellness journeys. Imagine if we all had space and time to be, again, vulnerable, space and time to, again, create these systems of gratitude. Imagine if we were given all the tools, and most of us are, but imagine if we were given all these tools and we were actually given space, given permission to be in these spaces, openly vulnerable, and openly practice these techniques. This is what I envisioned self-care in real life to be. So my hope is that you always feel seen in this space, right? That's why I always respond to messages. I'm always going to root for you. I'm always going to share your stuff. I'm always going to be there with you because I want to be seen. And I know in order for me to be seen, you have to be seen too. I am able to be as loud and as confident about everything I do, right? Like not just grief, but about DJing, about writing, about um, creating content, about being an influencer. I am able to be as loud and as confident as I can be because I constantly, right? I constantly feel seen and I thank you for that. Um, I want to leave you with a mantra, mantra, mm. You know, I can't never talk. But anyway, I want to leave you with a mantra that I have been repeating to myself every single day, all day. Um, and it is something that has allowed me to further this work and gratitude and really put some things in perspective. And that is love yourself a little more today than you did yesterday. Oh, gosh, that's so good. And it is so good, ain't it, friend? It is so good. Love yourself a little bit more today than you did yesterday. That is the epitome of grace, the epitome of allowing your grief experience to um, grow into whatever, right? Because what I know for a fact is that if you don't allow your grief experience to grow, it will manifest into something ugly and nasty and bitter and 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 resentful and just just all the words opposite of the things that I believe, right? Um, the things that I believe you're here for, which is joy and happiness and and love and goodness and all the things that make life really worth, you know, living. Thank you for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for leaning into these really hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting our podcast each and every week. 
If you have enjoyed and loved this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or just wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, so consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts to unlock our bestie subscriber-only audio experience. You'll get exclusive audio, interviews, ad-free episodes, monthly got-it meditations, early access, and more. And don't forget to share this episode on social via IG stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me at Ty Alexander and at Self-Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, toodles. <laughs>